Hey gang, real quick, this is Sheree. I just wanted to give another alert. If you are looking for season one, episode three recap, this isn't it. We are going to go over season two, episode nine today. So make sure that if you are not caught up all the way through the Christmas episode, that you stop now or forever hold your peace. Okay. Don't tweet at me that I ruined season two for you because I'm telling you right now, turn it off. All right. Thanks. Away we go. Hey guys, welcome to The Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Shree, and today I'm joining you from the parking lot of my work with my coworker, friend, and partner in trashy TV love, Ashley. Hey! So, Ashley, how did you discover Riverdale? My mom actually <laughs> turned me on to this. Um, I was obsessed with Pretty Little Liars. I found it, I want to say, like in season three. And, of course, bawled like a baby when it ended. I was not ready for that. <laughs> and my mom watches My Little Girl at my house and because so, she doesn't have Netflix at hers. Mm-hmm. So she watches Netflix at my house, and she was scrolling through, and she's like, what is this? And so she watched the entire series, I think, like in two days. <laughs> Naturally. And she was like, Ashley, you have to watch this. This is, how, this is fantastic. You're going to love this. This is right up your alley. That's and I'm awesome. like, yeah, okay, mom, whatever, you know, because normally mm-hmm. half the time what mom likes is not necessarily what I like. Right, right. I was wrong. <laughs> I was sucked in within like the first five minutes of this show and I was like, and done. Your mom is cool. Yeah, my mom is very cool. She actually keeps up with it. She's like, it's not on Hulu. Ashley, where do I watch the new seasons or the new episodes? And I'm like, oh, mom, it's on the CW app. It's on the TV too. <laughs> <laughs> and so she'll watch it, and she'll actually, we'll have discussions about it, like, Thursdays when I pick uh-huh. up Keely. She's like, so, how'd you like that Jughead scene? And I'm like, oh my god, mom. <laughs> if, she, if she ever wants to talk, I'm always available. <laughs> she cracks me up, especially with the Archie scene. She's like, honey, did you see that shower scene? Oh my god. I'm like, mom. No, no, no. Mm-mm. So I was watching that one last week when I was off one day and my husband walked through and he was like, wow, this is, they're about to get down. I was like, well, you know, you know how it is when um, you've just punched through a lake full of ice to rescue a girl from committing suicide and then your dad gets shot. So what's the be- nest back step? Shower sex. I was about to say, you got to yeah. get rid of all that tension somehow. Right. I mean, and come he, on now. That's always a great time for shower sex. And he was like, it is always a great time for shower sex. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that, so, that, yeah, that was, that was interesting. I'm yeah. Why. Okay. So since the show comes back on next week with new episodes, we thought that in this last week of the show's break, we should do a Christmas episode. So. The episode opens with um, the Andrew boys selling Christmas trees at a Pops parking lot, as you do, because sets are expensive, so we'll just do it. everything at Pops. Um, Archie and Jughead bro down to discuss their, you know, respective love lives, and Archie um, tells him, we're not doing too good at the moment, and Jughead says, well, if it makes you feel any better, Betty and I aren't in the best place either right now. Yeah, no shit. Like... Betty made herself a thousand percent vulnerable in front of a room full of middle-aged men, took her clothes off so that she could be a part of your life, and you dropped her like a bad habit. Yeah. So, not in the best place right now is quite the understatement. I was a little upset with that. I, like, if I could reach through the TV and slap somebody, I would have slapped I know. Like, for as much as I wanted to smack the shit out of her for breaking up with him for the black hood. Yeah. I wanted to throttle him for what he did outside the white worm that night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in case you can't tell, I'm a 100% bughead shipper, but mm-hmm. anyway, and, and for those of you who are fellow old people, that just means we like that relationship, but I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not gonna like tweet at the, the show people for more bughead, please, because those people are creeps, and if you're one of them, I'm not gonna apologize for calling you a creep. You're a creep. Don't do that. Um, let's see. So, we learned that Archie's mom would rather spend Christmas on a singles cruise than with her only child. See, I don't I don't I don't get that. I don't I don't think that's right. I think they just couldn't afford Molly Ringwald. I think I, that's probably more than what it was, but they could have given a better excuse. Right. A singles I mean, cruise. I mean, I guess if they're trying to be like, "Hey, Mary and Fred are definitely not getting back together. They're definitely going to get back together because I know Molly Ringwald's coming back um in this season, but they're trying to put a pin in that and they couldn't afford her for this episode. They could have had a, like a better excuse. That just makes her sound like a bad mom. I mean, right. What mom who loves their child would willingly go on a cruise with a bunch of single men instead of spending it with their child? I mean, right. great. Archie's like teenager, so he, I get he's it. fifteen, so it's not quite but, the magic of Santa and everything. But still, like, uh, oh, I'd Mary. still want to spend Christmas with my kids. But granted, my oldest is three, so <laughs> same. What yeah. do I know? Right, and I don't know. About halfway through Christmas Day, I was pretty over spending it with her. But <laughs> <laughs> Put the toy down. I was so ready to be out on a singles cruise too, but <laughs> uh, just me. Okay. Um. Blah 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 blah. So then we go to um Betty's house where she's having a bad dream, and the nightmare for me was that Polly was going to be back. <gasps> Because I can't stand her. Polly is the worst. She, there's something about her face. Like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I can't with the face. Right. I can't. Like, okay, so I can't pronounce your name, actress girl, girl who plays Polly, but, like, you're very sweet. You're just not what I wanted for Polly. Like, if Dark Betty's, like, when she goes into this, like, fugue state and she thinks she's Polly when she's drowning Chuck, but she's all, like, goth and stuff, shouldn't Polly be fucking goth? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, like, that was the only yeah. conclusion, but they decided to make her comic book Polly with the headband and the, like, oh, shucks attitude, and, yeah. like, I don't know, it's gross. But that nightmare, like, that, that just freaked, freaked me out, especially me when out. he was, like, creeping oh, over there. Oh, when he does, like, the like, spider the crawl. Couch. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. wake so, up! She, she goes down the stairs, and she's like, Santa? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like... <laughs> I guess if, like, Archie's real, then, I mean, Santa's real in this universe. I don't know, but whatever. Um, Nope, it's the Black Hood just cosplaying as Santa, and suddenly all of the Coopers are dead, who were, like, they were just so excited to do Christmas with Betty, but all their throats are slit, and the Black Hood Santa spider crawls over the couch, and I did like that they had Betty waking up, like, you know, like that, instead of screaming, because... I've had a million bad dreams, and I've never woken up screaming. I haven't either. I've either woken up in sweats or not being able to breathe. Right. Like, I've woken up scared and, like, shaking, but I've never woken up screaming. So, I'm glad that they went, they chose that route. And I think that was uh, Lily Reinhardt's choice. I think I saw her tweet that they wanted her to wake up screaming, but that was too scary for her. Mm. So, she went with the, like, heaving breath. I'm really glad they actually let the actors have input, because it's awesome. Yes. And, And I feel like they do that a lot with these kids, and they... Any time that it comes up that that was their choice, it's always a really good choice. So, um, 
All right, so we go to Thistle House, <laughs> where the Blossoms live, and Nana's there. I know. I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't she dead? Like, didn't she die in the, <laughs> in the fire? fire? I think everybody just assumed she didn't die in the fire because we haven't seen her in, like, ten episodes. So, but She just appeared. Like, she right. was not there for the entire first right. half of season two, and now she's here. <laughs> Maybe she was at, like, a, a retired Disney villain retreat. I have no idea, but that lady creeps me out. That like is the you... scariest old lady in the world. Yes, and most old ladies are like old, sweet, you know, you're like, oh, I just want to give you a hug, and this one, you're like, dude, stay she's away. She's going to look at you, and you're going to have, like, a curse on you, your family, your kids, <laughs> your kids' kids, like, just don't do it. Yeah, no, she, it's she's like Medusa in human form. She is, yeah, I, I'm definitely afraid of her, and I, I really don't like old people, like, they kind of scare me anyway, and I know that makes me a terrible person. I'm, I'm not that far from being super old. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Nana Blossom scares the shit out of me. But she's back. So, hey, congratulations for not dying. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Cheryl doesn't know what a candy cane is. Oh, no, she does not. <laughs> um, what is this? And Penelope is apparently a Dolly Parton fan. She asks her... Um, it's going to be a hard candy Christmas, Cheryl. So, you know what that means, right? I totally caught that, too. I was okay. like, okay. Because, like, so I listen to all of the Riverdale podcasts. Unless, like, you're equally as annoying as I am, then I probably didn't give you much more of a chance. But nobody knew what that meant. And I was just, like, screaming at my headphones the next week. Like, it means they're poor. <laughs> Like, it's a Dolly Parton song. Do you not have Christmas music stations where you live? Because they'll play it every 10 songs here on K-Love. Like, yeah, they will. And it, I like it. I'm not, not a country fan, that, but like, I like it. all the cheap candies all hard. Right. Think about and it. And it'll last for a long time. Like, yes. chocolate goes bad. Candy canes will last forever. Um, yeah, they will. We still, we yeah. put Christmas can- or candy canes that we had two years ago on the tree, back mm-hmm. on the tree. Yeah. And my child got them. She's like, mm, this is good. And I'm like, that's not. Nah, I bet I bet all the candy canes that are in the store are like twenty years old. Anyway. Oh, they have to be because you know yeah. they can't sell all of them, right? I mean, like, what are they gonna do with them? Trash them? You know, they're probably just gonna stick them back in the right. bag and then bring them back. They out. trash them. They're idiots. But all right, so um, oh, and I wanted to know, like, surely they had a, an insurance claim on um, Thornhill. Like, did that money run out? Um, if they were smart, which I'm gonna assume they are. Let's just let's just go ahead and do right. this. Okay. He was a bit. They were business people. Like right. They had business. They had a farm. If those people did not have insurance on any of that, they are the dumbest people right. ever. And I mean, like, I'm I'm old enough and smart enough to know that like the cops would have definitely been able to tell that Cheryl like poured gasoline all all over the house and started. It. So it's arson. arson, which they would not be able to file an insurance claim. But as far as we know, everybody thinks that. Um, a window like blew a curtain and hit a candle so that's why it went up in flames um which in which case they should have been able to file an insurance claim with as big as that house is they should have been banking right they should be doing just fine um but i guess that money ran out on like hermes bags (laughs) those ladies dress fine um okay so we go to uh fred's house where he's also poor because he got his medical bills and he tells Archie that it's for 86000 and Archie says, dollars? I was like, what do you think it's for? Right. No, Archie, chicken nuggets. <laughs> yes, it's like... Oh, sweet baby angel. I love him. Good God, man. Oh, it's such an Archie reaction, too. Yes, it is. Oblivious. I was like, come on now. Oh, gosh. It's like your hair is red, not blonde. <laughs> he's, come on. He's so pretty. <laughs> 
always got. He's just pretty. Um, so then we go to, to the Pembroke where uh, Betty is rightly giving Veronica shit for going over the $20 rule because people who go over that rule are assholes. Like, Veronica is no better than when Michael Scott brought an iPad to Dunder Mifflin's Secret Santa Exchange. Like, that is messed up. If it's, like, 20 and some change or maybe 22 even, fine. Like, you tried. But, but you also have to understand, you cannot tell Veronica how much money to not spend. Yes, that's true. She's she doesn't understand. She, it, like the money has no value no. to her. Can you imagine her at a Target? Oh my god! <laughs> like in the dollar section. <laughs> she, like that girl, that her she would have like ten baskets full of crap. Right. Either that, or she would break out in hives from just like contracting poverty. <laughs> Probably that. I don't know. I She'd be like, what, why? I know Target is my happy place. Um. Okay, they comment on how everyone is still friends, and I love Betty's face here because she's like, "Oh yeah, isn't everybody?" Just, Fuck my life. <laughs> I was just like, when they said that they were still friends, I was like, "Oh, honey, child, y'all are still in high school. That's not how it works." No, nobody is friends. You call each other assholes for like the next six years till one of you gets drunk and texts the other one, or fat, and then you're like, "Ha, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just sorry." <laughs> oh God. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Right. Oh, we're still friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can't still be friends with your ex. No. So then we go to um to the last family set. We go to Sunnyside Trailer Park where Jughead is eating cereal with his fingers. Can they not afford spoons? Um, even a wooden spoon? Come on now. I know. Or like, put it in a cup and drink it. <laughs> Don't eat it like a monkey. It's not that hard. Um, FP and Tallboy, they bring in these like suspicious, suspicious army bags <coughs> into the trailer and Jughead's shaking them down, figure out what it is. Um, FP yells, boy! <laughs> and an entire fandom LOL'd. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. Whenever he did that, it was like just his accent how he said it it's like when you hear your uncle or your dad and they're yelling at their son and they just say boy and you're like oh my god what did you do foghorn like horn over yes. here oh That's my god exactly what it sounded like oh yes like, oh it was so funny I? um so then we go to the secret santa party which okay so kevin is hosting but it's at riverdale high's student lounge that is That's not true well yeah but Jughead doesn't go to school there. Could they? Like, how is he? Don't they like have to go through like security or something to get through there? Right. I mean, I just wanted to be like um, in Mean Girls. Like, he doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> like, they they spent all this money to build the Kellers a house, so like they have a set. Yeah. And it's new. They should be trying to utilize it, right? Pretty much. I just don't understand why they always they they are uh-huh. always hanging out at school. Because it's like okay, most teenagers. You go to school for class and you leave. Right. You're in class, you're at an activity, or you're gone. Nobody has, like, a cool coffee room to hang out in. Like, and I mean, that's, that's neat, what, but... What what teenager or high school student in their right mind chooses to do that? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, I hated my parents enough times that I probably wouldn't have gone home if I had a choice. But, like, still... I would go to a friend's house. They don't have a TV in the, the lounge, so I was not there for that. Yeah, I would have. I would have gone to Betty's house, even if Alice was there. Um, okay, so Josie gives Veronica a gift certificate for a couple's massage, Oops. which definitely costs more than twenty dollars. So Josie's also also the worst. Um, and it's super awkward when she says, 
uh, you can go with Betty or your mom. And then Reggie became my favorite when he said, or I can go with your mom. <laughs> like, like, Reggie, like, I have attention a lot. Yes. I love new hot Reggie. Old Reggie was a dick. And I did, I never like it when they switch actors in a show. Like, PLL did that a bunch with, like, Jason De Laurentiis and um, Malcolm the Kid. There were, like, five Malcolms. Um, yes, there was. But... Um, but I, I love New Hot Reggie because he's funny. He is funny. He brings yeah. attention a lot. Like if you right. pay attention, normally half the time if it's a very tension, like it's, tense moment. Yes. Yeah. He's always there to say something, and you're just like, <laughs> where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> where have you been this whole time? Right. Um, Cheryl is clearly over it, and Kevin has literally one line at his his own party because. I don't, they're just not giving Casey caught lines this season, even though they made him a series regular. I don't understand And it that. kind of pisses me off, because he is amazing. Um, Lots of but, pretty. Oh my god, right? <laughs> Sorry. Meow. So Do you know he used to be, like, like a fat kid? Like Neville Longbottom off of Harry Potter? Yes. Very much. And, I, I don't, that Cinderella Prime story is my favorite. Just let them grow up. Oh, yes. Because, <laughs> god damn. Yes. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, I was like, so he says, um, Betty, you're next and mercifully last. Bro, this party was your idea. Like, you knew that all of your friends were broken up. Why did you even have it? I think he planned it whenever everybody was together. So, what is the timeline here? Like, how long has it been? Because um, Betty was in a miniskirt tank top at the White Worm. So, was it December then? If it was, where the hell are they at? Because I want to be there. I know. Well, I mean, okay, so to be fair, like, last season ended with the snowiest world in, you know, it was like fucking Narnia with all the snow. And then um, two episodes later, Cheryl's sunbathing in her bathing suit in the in the front yard. They so. really need to get their seasons together. Unless right. they're in Texas, then I totally understand. Right. Then it makes sense. We it get it. It makes sense. I mean, right. I got it. It's, um, it's almost 70 today and by Saturday for my child's birthday party it's going to be 40. So, thanks. Yeah, I remember Thank a couple you, years Texas. back when we had all four seasons in one, one week. week. Yep. Texas, the bipolar show. <laughs> right. Um, so, Betty gets a very poorly wrapped read-along record of the Swiss Family Robinson. I had those when I was a kid. I think I did too. I had some Indiana Jones ones that I got. My dad was like the, the Santa on base for at the BX one year. And those were, like, the toys that he pulled out of the bag to give me because he wanted them. <laughs> I mean, like... Let's be honest, Dad. But That was kind of awesome of him, but I was pissed. <laughs> I didn't know who Indiana Jones was when I was six. And I was like, I want a Barbie piece of shit. <laughs> yes. And then once you find out who Indiana Jones is, you're like, hey, hey, this cool this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's okay. fine. I got it. I'm cool with this now. Um, okay, so Jughead and Betty, <laughs> Betty, Jughead and Veronica roll their eyes in unison, and I liked that scene. Um, before they can, like, do any more gift exchanging, though, Moose and Midge come in, and Reggie walks across the table to greet him, and Archie freaks. He, like, leaves. But didn't they just take him to physical therapy? Like, in, in that weird um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode... Jughead wants to hang out with Archie and Archie says that he can't because he has to take Moose to physical therapy. So, like, why is he just now having feelings? Uh, poor writing. That's why. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, da, 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 da. 
um, Betty and Archie are total assholes to the new janitor. They were so mean to him. And, like, I know that they're investigating a murder and they're trying to get some answers. And it's very suspicious that the guy who is involved in the Riverdale Reaper case is not at school. But that that boy doesn't know that. That janitor, like... That was very, very mean. It's like, come on, people, have some calmness and courtesy. He's cleaning up. Right. And stuff. you'll get more answers if you're nice to him. Not if you act like privileged little shits. It's like one of those things <clears throat> you catch more flies with honey. Right. Oh, which, I mean, to be fair, Alice probably never taught Betty that because I don't think she knows how to turn on the honey. No. Um, then we get the zzz, zzz, She was a circuit for crying out loud. I know. I still want that backstory. I hope we get that. Um... Ten bucks says FP and her were dating. Oh, duh. Ten bucks says that FP is Chick's dad. Probably. Yeah, that's that's my headcanon. Anyway, um, okay, so we go back to, we're back at school, and the school secretary from season one, episode two, is there. The one who uh, gave Betty the roses. We never see her. I don't know if she, like, knows one of the producers or what, but they can just call her in on a whim, I guess, once a season. There you go. Um, she's creepy as hell. She scares me. Um... She uh, So she tells Betty and Archie about Mr. Spenson, how he has a cold, and he has seasonal depression disorder because he doesn't have family, and it's the holidays, which is a real thing. Yeah, it is. So um, that's fine. Um, they're like, okay. So Betty goes to the Blue and Gold office, and Jughead is waiting there for her with a Christmas present, and I really hoped this was going to turn out differently, but... Um, he apologizes for how their breakup went down, and Betty stands up for herself in her agency, and she says, it was my choice to do what I want for the people I care about, and you don't get to tell me what I can and can't do with my body for who I love, and like... Oh, yeah. That was like, yes. You go, girlfriend. Um, totally, totally agreed with everyone yes. that. To be fair, she literally did the same thing to him. <laughs> so, instead... I mean, it doesn't make for good TV if she would have told him about the Black Hood, but still, whatever. Yeah, but, but there's it, a that difference. That needs to be acknowledged. It was a difference is that she did it so that she could be a serpent or whatever to be with him, yeah. to help him, and to help keep him safe. But she dumped Jughead because if he didn't, he was, was going to get Yeah, he was going to get murdered, which so, I guess Jughead thinks that Penny is going to murder Betty if he didn't dump her and d- put some distance. But so. she never, like, verbally said that. Yeah, she never put Betty's life on the line where the Black Hood definitely did. So yes. there is some difference, but I wish Jughead would have had a retort like, you broke up with me first because of something you decided on your own, too. So... I don't know. I just want to suggest couples therapy. To <laughs> Justin and Selena here, people. Right. Let me let me be your therapist. I have um, I've taken like one year of AP psychology <laughs> over a decade ago, but I think we can work this out. I think we're well qualified for this. Right. I've been to therapy. I've Does that with, count? Right. I've dealt with my own shit, and I'm a relatively stable. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I have a podcast about a TV show that I'm obsessed with, so clearly there's a few screws loose. Um, anyway, so she gives him a fucking giant present that is so meticulously wrapped, it could only be from her. Um, but then we go to like an empty classroom where Veronica very inappropriately gives Archie the present she bought him before they broke up. Like, you don't do that. If you bought somebody a present before you break up, you just keep it. You, like, hide it. You throw it away. 
exchange it for money back, go buy right. yourself something. I mean, it, it was personalized, so there might not be an exchange policy okay. on it. Um, I don't think there are a lot of Archiekins in the world, so... Probably not. But probably I, not. Whenever she did that, I was like... She is way too fucking confident for a 15-year-old. Yes! I was like, what are you doing? Like, she she's just like, I just don't want there to be... I don't want it to be weird or forced between us. I'm, I'm sorry, 45-year-old Veronica. Archie feels really fucking weird just being here with you right now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know the love and whatever but you don't then like give him a personalized watch that is like totally sending big signals like yeah that. i don't love you but i just dropped like 500 dollars on a personalized watch for you and i want i care about you either you're broken up or you're not this is mm. high school this is not like weird i have like we're having a hard time in our marriage um Archie is like almost insulted by her wealth and tells her um, about his dad's medical bill bills, yeah, which is a really weird scene. Why, why, why would you just like openly divulge that information? Yeah, especially if you are trying to distance yourself from the other person. Yes, like that's and like I would think that it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, like he shouldn't be embarrassed because. There is no shame in the fact that, like, our medical system is fucked up and it costs $86,000 to, um, your life to be saved. But I, when I was 15, I wouldn't have, like, told, especially my ex that I just broke up with, mm-hmm. that, like, we're going through money problems at home. Yeah, I feel like that was Ooh. kind of a bad. I know that they probably did it because they, what happened right. later on in, this, in the episode, they wanted that to happen. But right. it's one of those things where you're like, this isn't real. That's not going to yeah. happen in real life. Um, okay, so from here we go to the White Worm, where apparently the same people who run drugs, defile and vandalize a drive-in theater to the point of closing are also super into charity. <laughs> I know they're trying to make them likable, but whenever they said, well, the Hell's Angels do it, I'm sitting here going, uh... I mean, they do, but the Hell's Angels have become something bigger than a motorcycle game. Yes. Like, they're they're kind of like a real institution now. The Southside Serpents mm. are a literal m- motorcycle gang that runs drugs. Yes. Like, and the fact that they were doing that, I was just like, okay, you got to be one or the other. You can't be right. both. If you're going to do this, you can't do that. Right. Like, I can't, I can't want Jughead to get out and want FP to get out if you're actually a good group of people. Like, yes. It, this is mixed signals to me mm-hmm. and my feelings are hurt and I want to go to couples therapy with the showrunners. Yes. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't make sense. It's right. like, like what well, the Hell's Angels do it. Okay, well if the Hell's Angels jumped off a bridge, would you do that too? Well, I mean, probably because they're trying to be like them, but <laughs> they need to make up their minds. Are you badasses? Yes. Are you good secret Santas? Right. So FP comes down the stairs from his, uh, you know, kingpin office, and he he won't let his son come with him to commit crimes, but he will let Sweet Pea because fuck his innocence, right? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever they did that, I was like, pick another adult. (laughs) But you know he did that just to... Oh, just to put a dig at your head. Yeah. Yes. Here's this guy that looks a lot like you and is what you're trying to be right now. We're going to choose him. To go um, deliver this heroin instead of you um, for, for the problem that you created, BT Dubs. I still blame Tallboy for that. He's the one who sent Jughead to the Snake Charmer 
Jughead didn't do that on his own volition. And not he only didn't that, know. FP told her, told him, do no. not do that. Right. And he did it anyway because Tallboy told him to. Well, FP didn't know that Jughead went to Penny until after it happened. So, like, the damage was done. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, I digress. I'm not the biggest Tallboy fan. And why do they call him Tallboy? FP's taller than he is. Yeah, like, a lot of people are taller than I think it's. I think it's this fluff of hair right here in the middle. <laughs> it's a little sticky boot. <laughs> it's, like, three inches tall. Oh, no, no, no. It's the guy from Stranger Things. Oh, David Harbour. It was like this tall. I'm like, yeah. how do you get your hair like that? I can't get it to stand up two inches in, or like two centimeters and yours like five inches tall. It was the 80s, baby. Aquanet. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, Betty calls Archie and says, I can't let this go. Like, no shit. <laughs> Betty Cooper You're can't Betty let Cooper. something go. Understatement of 2017. Shocker. Right. So, then um, Cheryl calls, she, she calls Archie uh, Teen Paul Bunyan. That was funny. That was so funny. I was like, like it wasn't a burn. But no, it was funny. I had to back that up to make sure that I heard it correctly because I was like, wait a second, did you just call him Teen Paul, Paul Bunyan? Bunyan? And, and when she did, I was like, that is classic Cheryl. Cheryl is amazing. It. I love it. Um, okay, so here is where we are introduced, reintroduced to Vic, who I was so surprised that all of these quote unquote super fan podcasts didn't recognize him from season one. So he was, um, like the head guy, I don't know what you call it because I don't do construction, but he, um, the foreman, the foreman. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, what, what did, um, what did he call him on parenthood? What did Joel call him? <laughs> he's, I was thinking of that seventies show. Oh, Eric <laughs> Foreman. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm sorry. Okay. So yeah, Vic was the foreman. Like we saw him a few times in season one. Um, we often like, he was referred to on the phone when, uh, Fred was like, Oh, don't have any money. This fucking down. God. Um, so yeah, Vic has been around. Um, that was a great imitation by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I've, I've had so many years to practice my Luke Perry. <laughs> He's always so pissed. He is. It doesn't matter what <laughs> show he's in, he's pissed. Even when he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he was uh-huh. still pissed. Right. Just <laughs> um, Which, it, by the way, is the only reason to watch that original movie. Just saying. And they I, kids in that, too. Really? Yes. He's the man. He's the one that actually changes to the vampire. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've seen that since I was literally six years old. But I was slightly obsessed with Buffy. Guys. Well, okay. So, so, I never got the chance to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series, because we didn't have the WB, which is what it was I have in Apple. Seven seasons, if you want. To I want to borrow them. Yes. Okay, <laughs> because I never get when people talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I definitely remember that. Forewarning: first five minutes, you're sucked in. It's bad. You're gonna okay. watch like all seven seasons in a week and never, not have I mean, any that's, sleep. That's fine. I watched season one of Riverdale six times, so <laughs> it's fine. I'm familiar with my own personality, so. Buffy. Season um, two's the best. Buffy. Yeah, but and then like when it came around time, I had it on my Netflix queue forever. But then it got pulled. Like all the WB shows got pulled, mm-hmm. and I, ha- I had to like go out and buy DVDs of Felicity like an animal. Pissed me off. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, so Vic. Um, oh, that was the moment this podcast was born. When I listened to all of these other ones and these kids didn't remember Vic, and I was like, you cannot market yourself as a super fan if you don't remember a tertiary character mm-hmm. from 13 episodes of TV. It's not even like it was a 22 episode run. 
Um, okay, so Archie and Betty are outside Mr. Spenson's house, and I think they might be more afraid of just a regular middle-class house than they are of the threat of the Blackhead. Mm, <laughs> they were yeah. so fucking scared of that house, and I, like, I know it's because they're afraid of what they're gonna find inside, or, you know, whatever. But... And I do have an issue with that scene, because she's got on, like, this really light jacket, but then <laughs> but she's earmuffs. got the earmuffs and the gloves, <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, which is it, Betty? And, I mean, they were some awesome earmuffs, so maybe she just wanted a chance to wear them. Which, come was, on, wear a thicker jacket. Right. She was like, I'm going to do this while I'm super sleuthing and definitely need my ears to listen for clues. <laughs> so I'm just going to wear some earmuffs. Right. I'm just going to wear anything. these fuzzy-ass earmuffs that, are, that give me life. I want them. Um, and, yes, I live in Texas, and I have... So I have a giant hoodie that has Southside Serpents on it. My friend's supposed to be knitting me a Jughead beanie. And I want Betty's earmuffs. Like, I need a show that fits the season for the state that I live in. <laughs> like, all this winter clothes and I don't get to wear any of them. What um, do you do for like a week? Right. I, I did get to wear um, my Southside Serpents jacket on Sunday while I watched the Golden Globes because it was kind of cold that night. Mm. That's it. Um, okay, so... They're outside his house, and we see the um, Le Crusette Dutch oven of chicken soup on the front porch that the secretary mentioned, and it hasn't been touched. They knock, 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 and there's this awesome smash cut to Jughead opening the door of the trailer. Dude, that freaked me out. I was like, how did Jughead... Oh, oh wait. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> that was really good editing. I, I liked like, that. how did Jughead open the... <clears throat> oh, whatever. Jughead killed Mr. Svensson. I knew it. <laughs> if they did, I would, I would riot. Um... Okay, so, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, can a parole officer enter a house with just a minor present? Because I couldn't let the cable lady in when I was 17. I don't think so. Like, I, I mean, I know he's an officer of the law, but I still don't think he could come in without, like, a warrant of some kind, without Jughead stabbing Jughead, him. Didn't he invite him in? He did, but I don't think it's, like, a vampire situation. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Not an empire, it's a cop, different. Right, I think it's kind of the law. Um, so, I don't know. I have no idea. I really don't know because I don't have anybody that I know. Right, I've never, yeah, I've never situations. known anybody, like, on parole to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, well, I've known, I'm sure I've known plenty of people who've been on parole, but none that are, like, under 17. Yes. So, I don't know. Anyway, um, the, the parole officer's name is Jack Walsh. So I wonder if he's related to the Walshes of Beverly Hills that Fred would know. <laughs> I had to look it up. I was like, wasn't that Brandon and Brenda's dad's name? But yes. his name was Jim Walsh, not Jack. So he's his uncle. You never know. Yeah, you don't know. He could be visiting from Minnesota. Um, so then we go to do, oh, wait, <laughs> five words. Spiffanies. What Glam- the hell? <laughs> Glamour J, Russian oligarchs, communist. What family table is this? I feel like I was like it was like the Russian mafia. Whenever she was talking, like I, what is she saying? Okay, so Spiffany's is obviously Tiffany's, which I think they could say. I'm pretty sure Tiffany's would be okay with it. A Glamour J egg is supposed to be like a Fabergé egg, which I don't think even the richest people collect anymore. But fine. Um, it's Hermione. True, Hermione's crazy. Um, <laughs> Veronica, who, I don't know, is taking world history this year, so she's like, and here we are spending money like Russian oligarchs. Maybe you don't know that word. <laughs> You're 15. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Um, 
But I, I do think that her outburst is totally normal teen behavior. Yes. Because she flips the fuck out. Like, yeah, she does. She freaks out. And she's like, you know, <laughs> this boy that I like's dad is having to spend, you know, money on bills that are not his fault. He got shot. It's not like, you know, he shot himself. And you still shouldn't have bills that high if you did shoot yourself. But whatever. Um, and here we are. We've just got all this money. You know, we should be able to help him out. And... I think that's probably how I would have reacted when I was a teenager. Yeah. We never had money, but, like... You'd still want to help. Yeah. I would still, like, freak out at my parents if they spent money when I thought we could... Help somebody We could help a boy that I liked. (laughs) That's how I roll. Um, okay, so... The second Veronica mentions Fred, though, Hermione gets this look of, like, ultimate thirst. (laughs) She's like, sploosh. (laughs) But Fred gets... Or, not Fred... Hiram gets pissed and he like stands up and stomps out just just at the name of mention of Fred's name. Um then we go slightly jelly. Just a little bit jelly and which I mean his wife hooked up with this guy while he was in prison. He he's not wrong to be jealous. No. Um and but also then again who would cheat on Hiram Lodge? If it's with Luke Perry, I'm raising my hand. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I like I Mark Consuelos is beautiful, but Dylan McKay has owned a large portion of my heart, and and um, uh, the guy from around here, eight seconds. Yes, Lane Frost. Yes, like I don't. I am so not into the like country cowboy shit. He from around nailed here. that movie. Though. Yeah, he did. Um, every so to those of you who are listening that aren't from Texas, we live um, in a city that's considered cowboy like, capital. Yeah, cowboy capital of the world. Everybody's kid's name is Lane. Like, no shit, you cannot throw a rock without hitting a kid named Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, like, rodeo is, is king here, and, I mean, it's not my jam, but... I like looking at the boys in the rainbow pants, though. I did go through a phase where I liked that. I but... still like that. That will never be too old. <laughs> oh. It's like football pants or baseball oh, pants. You're no. like, hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just some low-key objectification. I can't talk today. Um, but... I think after going to college with all those assholes, I quickly got over it. Yes, yes. They they, they, they are nice to look at, and that's where it stops. Right, not I mean, nice to talk to. Don't The second they open their mouth, they've either got dip or they're going to spit. They've got some sort of, like, brown bag beer thing, whatever right. that they're drinking. They, like, they are not the nicest people. No. I have met a few cowboys that are the down-to-earth sweethearts that I absolutely love and adore. But, but 90% mm-hmm. of them are full assholes yeah oh yeah they're so cocky it's disgusting and it's like they make football players look like nothing yeah like the biggest athletes out there that are full of themselves yeah rodeo, rodeo. Mm-hmm. yep they're the worst um okay so we go back to thistle house where we learn uh that cheryl's middle name is marjorie and i love how red the tree is i do too it's so cheryl yes. um and then as, uh, after Cheryl basically lays down the law and tells Penelope, I guess you should get a fucking job if we don't have any money. Um, thank Those you. Early qualifications. This is your horrible mother. <laughs> I was like, oh! Oh, snap. Um, Nana straight up says, you should have drowned them at birth like a basket of kittens. My mouth <laughs> dropped. I was like, oh my God. Nana. Her son literally just died and was found washed up in a river. 
That's probably what she said. Probably. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> that and, is so messed up. And your son just hanged himself and put this family in this position. Mm-hmm. God. It's like, it's your fault. You should have never given birth to the dad in the first right. place. Maybe you should have drowned Cliff <laughs> for like a basket of kittens. Um, we go back to the Cooper house where it's like really creepy and, but it's just Alice making cookies. Maybe that's what's scary. Is that, that probably was scary. I mean, Alice just, knows how to cook. Oh yeah. In the comics, Alice is like this world famous baker. Well, just the, but the, well, the actress that plays her, she's a badass actress. I'm not going to lie. Especially yeah. when she's got to be like this mean character. She, she nails oh my those God. like yeah. fantastically, but just. It doesn't seem to fit with her badass persona. No. But I think they do mention it in season one a couple of times at What a Good Cook Alice is. So that, that's true, but I think it's scary that she's doing something normal and domestic like a normal mom. I know, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, they're trying to take the comics, which I totally get, and they're mm-hmm. trying to take that character with this character and mesh, mesh it. it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get it fantastically, right. but this one, you're like... Yeah, sometimes there's a rift. That's like saying <clears throat> FP's in there doing barbecue and hamburgers. I mean, come on now. Right. Or he's, like, um, changing the oil in Jughead's truck or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. They don't do nice parent things, because no. they're not nice parents. Um, so anyway, kick-ass parents. Betty gets a second Secret Santa gift, which I mean, didn't we all know it was a finger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that little bitty box. It's either right. that or an ear. Right, exactly. So what a lucky girl. She gets a second Secret Santa. I find it super suspicious that Alice didn't open the box. Yes. Like I almost wonder because I know Hal is like um, the internet favorite for the Black Hood. I almost wonder if Alice could be in on it too and we actually have longer this because it was like okay, 10 after when we when we left um sorry guys we were on our lunch break so we we're gonna have to wrap this up <laughs> and then come back because we're not even halfway through the episode <laughs> um anyway I think she might be in on it um so she gets a finger and she calls Archie instead of the sheriff and <laughs> then the black hood calls and Archie just perfect timing yeah perfect timing like was he watching them does he have Spenson and is watching them what's the situation here um so Archie just like alpha bro scares the black hood into hanging up before they can get the clue because which KJ Appa does amazing work at playing a dumbass teenager sorry Ash is choking on her Dr. Pepper he is, he is really good at his job of playing this fucking teenager that drives me insane. Just, I'm sorry. It's like, you nailed it. Thank you. Nailed it. Um, we go back to the Pembroke where Veronica is snooping for gifts, and she finds the deed to Pops. One, I hate that fucking painting. If I were Camila Mendez, I would demand that that painting gets burned. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Um, but anyway. Just she, to do her justice. No, because she's a beautiful girl. And, and that painting was shit. No, that painting makes her look like a demon. Um, so maybe that was the point. Maybe. maybe In which case, whoever painted that, I'm sorry. Right, yeah, sorry. Um, set designer. <laughs> um, anyway, so then we go back to the Jones trailer where Jughead is sitting crisscross applesauce on the couch. And there's like these weird duffel bags in front of him. Um, and then he starts fighting with FP... Jughead admits to breaking up with Betty for his dad. Um, FP says that maybe he should just go live with Fred again or with Betty. And it, they, they're just going to fight. They're just going to fight this episode. They're just going to have tension. Um, 
Veronica it pays for Fred's medical bills using Hermione's American Excess card. I'm not going to lie. That scene, I was like, she's going to get her ass handed to her. Oh, yeah. I was like, cause, I mean, and this is what gets me. She has no value of money. I get right. that. I mean, her parents are stupid rich, whatever. But $86,000? <laughs> the card's going to check. Like, the company is going to check to make sure that's real. And, I mean, I don't know how much a Glamour J egg is, but I feel like even after that purchase, the bank probably was like, hey, is this real? Because, I mean, sometimes Capital One will be like, bitch, did you just spend $15 at Walmart? Yes! Right? And I'm like, no, but last week you did charge me twice for starbucks so thanks figure it out <laughs> yes i really did just buy pull-ups mm -hmm. thank you for checking on that um oh and i wrote down the card number because i'm a freak it's 295-723-00 just in case you needed that um <laughs> <laughs> uh, then jughead rounds up the the Southside serpent junior league all the teenagers and they're like cool outdoor living room where you know those couches stink they have to right um, so Jughead says that, um, that this deal with Penny will lead to jail or death, but homie, Juggy, all gangs lead to death or jail. That's why people don't like it when you join a gang. Otherwise it'd be like, cool, you're in a club. You have friends. Yeah. It's like, you, okay. You do toys for tots. I feel awesome. like these kids are like, and I grant, I know it's a TV show. I get that. But it's one of those where it's like, this is the only town in the entire world. <laughs> And there's no such thing as cops or gangs <laughs> or like the TV show cops. Right. Or anything where you can have any type of education on the outside world. Right. They just live in this bubble where they, they haven't... It's like with um, Jim Carrey in that one movie. Oh, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. Yes. Yeah. Where everything is controlled. Like, I feel like they're in there and everything yeah. is controlled and they have no idea what's going on in the outside world. Right. Right. You're not wrong. They do seem to live very much in a bubble. Oh um, it must be exhausting to be that fucking intense all the time. Oh my god. Like, that's why he's got to eat so much. Because he just, his metabolism just comes out in his angst. I really want to just, like, set him down with a margarita machine and be like, <laughs> Jug, here. Have some tequila on me. Right. Simmer the fuck down, please. <laughs> I, baby... I feel like they all need a margarita. Yes. Too. Not everything in this emergency. Well, I mean, Tony Topaz is apparently a bartender. She can, she can hook him up. Pretty much. Um, okay, so they all gather around a literal garbage fire that I feel like is super meta for this Southside Serpent plot line. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's a dumpster fire. But they all gather around, and I wanted them to all do that thing where they put their hands in. Like, say, put them out. But, like, whoever's on the bottom gets burned by the fire, and they have to find the White Worm's uh, first yes. aid kit. <laughs> oh, shit, where's the first aid kit? I don't know, man. It's so Get awkward. Get the fire sure. <laughs> the way they all gather around, like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you going to do a pact? Like, <laughs> serpent stands alone. Well, no shit, serpents right. don't stand. Teamwork on three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go to... Uh, the convent, Our Lady of Creepy Nuns, um, Sisters of Quiet Mercy, Betty threats to expose them for abusing their residents when, excuse me, you should expose them anyway. If they are hurting their patients, whether or not they give you the information that you want, you should expose them. Your sister was hurt by these people. Your mother was hurt by these people. You should, you should tattle you on them anyway. You have to prevent future people from getting hurt. Right. Otherwise, 
that it makes is you complicit. You. Right. It makes you complicit in their abuse. Yes. So do the right thing, Betty Cooper. Uh, we learned that a small group of people executed the wrong guy. Oops. Yep. <laughs> and we get the first mention of the finger of accusation. And we learned that Nana Rose was a part of the kill squad. So. Shocker. Right. Oh, she's a bad person? Really? Huh. Would have never guessed that. <laughs> right. So then we go to some dark warehouse <laughs> where Penny is casually packing away heroin or pancake mix. Um, when Jughead knocks on the door and she says, FP, is that you, old hoss? <laughs> Which, as somebody who is the spouse of a person who has every episode of Bonanza recorded, I know exactly what she's saying, but I just love that there's all these 14-year-old girls who are like, what the fuck's a hoss? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look up hoss. <laughs> he was a character it's on Bonanza. It's not a Calicado brand either. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jughead says, hi, Penny. Ho, Mary, ho. <laughs> I laughed at that. I, I was too. like, yes. I loved that. Um, she asks him why he, has a, why he has a crowbar, and he's like, well, I thought I might have to bust into this tree. <laughs> I didn't think he would actually open the door. And then he just throws it on the ground. So at least he doesn't, like, knock her the fuck out. That's good. That's true. Um, so then uh, we get the, the junior lead from the south side again. And they're suddenly just standing behind Jughead. Because with, that's so creepy. Oh my god, it was really creepy. Um, wearing the snake masks we saw from his initiation into the serpents, even though I'm pretty sure in the season two, episode one premiere, Tallboy says, serpents don't hide behind masks when Jughead um, confronts him about maybe if one of the serpents is the Black Hood. So apparently they do. They have club-issued masks, in fact, that are snakes. So whatever. Um, it's a bunch of contradicting stuff. Right? Yes. Lots of plot Good holes. Job, Thank you. Thank you, writers, for the plot holes that I can stay awake at night pondering to myself. Um, Veronica gets busted when her parents comes home. And then Mark Consuelos does this, like, weird robot thing when he's lecturing to her. Like, I think he was trying to be comfortable and it just wasn't happening. No. He, like, his arms literally do this. You can't see me, but... <laughs> It was like he was on like a Disney World ride, just like animatronic. I want to go back and watch that because yeah. I was not paying attention. Um, I think that was about the time whenever my oldest pushed my youngest down and my youngest started screaming, so I oh, had to go. Yeah, mom life. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I am a good mother. I just I don't get to watch this unless my kids asleep. Um, so it's not like I'm just neglecting her. <laughs> I watch, watch it on my that. lunch break. I um. Season one, I did that. I watched it on my lunch break um, with Netflix, but now that it, I just recorded it on my DVR, I, I watch it um, at home after she goes to bed. After the only I... thing I get to watch is Dragons. <sighs> so I watch yeah. it early in the morning while I'm getting ready and my children are still asleep or mm -hmm. on my lunch break. Otherwise, mommy doesn't get no TV no. time. No, no screen time for mommy. Mm -mm. So no, sorry. But if it's not on an app to where I can watch it later, don't ask me about it. Right, right. Um, okay, so obviously she gets busted, and Hermione says that if they tell her about what goes on with Lodge Industries, then she won't be daddy's little girl anymore. And I was like, Veronica is literally always pissed off at Hiram. Always. Like, yes. she's never been daddy's little girl. No. At least not since they came to Riverdale. Mm -mm. So, um, whatever. We go to a secluded spot in Greendale where a wolf howls, and Sabrina fans everywhere just, like, fist pumped. <laughs> <laughs> so excited for that um so before we get to Sabrina because we'll talk about that um probably tomorrow we um 
I love this scene. I extra, I mean, I don't love what happens. Don't get me wrong. But I love Cole Sprouse's acting in this scene. I just love Cole Sprouse. I know. I didn't want to. Oh, honey, I have been on with that boy since Big Daddy. Well, yes. I loved him in Big Daddy and Friends when he was the cutest little nugget in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I know, I never watched, watched that shit. Everything. <laughs> like, I loved both of those twins. Like, because I had nieces and nephews that were about that age as uh-huh. I was growing up. So, of course, I was hooked on the Disney Channel. I mean, from I, the time I, know, that I was on it. I know that I watched the Disney Channel because occasionally that show would come on and I'd be too lazy to get the remote. So, I'd sit through an episode of it. But. Like they were, they were twelve-year-old boys, and I was like seventeen. So was, no, thank you. Well, but, I thought they were still cute. I still watch it because yeah. I like the show. But then, like, I, I watched them, and then they just disappeared, and right. now they're back. And I'm like, I remember liking Ashley Tisdale. She's badass. Yeah, she still is. She's absolutely gorgeous. Oh my yeah, gosh, I can't. I just can't. Anyway, he really shows off his acting chops here. And Britt Morgan, who plays uh, Penny Peabody, they both do some excellent work in this scene. Um. But as someone who loves Jughead's character both in the comics and on Riverdale, I am not okay with mutilating a woman's arm. Like no matter how bad she is. No. Um, I'm I'm very thankful that they didn't actually show yes that part. They just let your imagination for that. Right. But I mean, he could have just like taken it and burned it off or, or something. I don't know. Like. Maybe he just, like, cut an X through it. I don't know. But it, it definitely... The way he holds the knife, it looks like he literally peels her arm like an apple. And Jughead is not that guy. No. Jughead would be the guy who is in the crowd of serpents while Sweepy does that and says, No, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know? We're going to kick her out and send her away. But we're not going to physically mutilate her. Like, the fact that he's so proud of getting his pound of flesh makes me want to vomit in my mouth. Because that is not season one Jughead. That is not the Jughead that we know and love. It certainly is not comic book, cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon Jughead. Like, they're trying to make it, like, dark. Yeah, but that's too much. Yeah, that's that's going too far. Yeah, but, like, that is that's too... That's, like, criminal mind shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, like, HBO shit. Like, that's... I'm not okay. Um... He has Sweet Pea and Tony hold a penny down while he uses his uh, bad boy standard issue switchblade to cut the Southside Serpent's tattoo off her arm. And I mean, I love Juggy, but this is too much. I know she's the villain and she needed to be dealt with, but goddamn, I can't. I can't with that. Um, so anyway, Betty and Archie go to Thistle House to shake down Nana for answers. Nana totally trolls them. Um, but we learn that whoever was executed was buried alive so not hanged not shot they were buried alive um let's just get through this and then we'll we'll go back into work um betty's grandpa was one of them which is a great callback to nanny to nana thinking that betty is polly um she mentions the picture that we saw mr svenson look at in the last episode and then nana i think pretends to um go into a spell so cheryl says that their reindeer games are over and kicks them out um i'm not gonna lie i do like all the christmas references in this i episode. do too like, they, they, they nailed that <laughs> right it definitely feels like a christmas episode um so my first question is when betty and archie get back in the car whose car is this yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> we know Archie doesn't have a driver's license, but he just had to ask Alice for the station wagon, that wood panel station wagon, to pick up FP from prison. Did she get a car for Christmas? I don't know because that's not a station wagon. No, it's like a silver sedan. It's a nice car. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, she spirals. There are some poorly interpreted mixed signals. They kiss. It's awful because they have zero chemistry. And you can tell Betty immediately regrets it. But I can't decide if Archie feels something and is about to tell Betty of his like newfound feelings or if he's about to say, I still love Veronica. Because he just says Betty. And then, and then it cuts. I feel like they just kissed and then it was like... Oh, that was awkward. Oh, you know, like, they didn't even talk about it. There was, like, no feelings. There was no sparks. Like, it was just they kissed, and then they immediately forgot that it even ever happened and went on to the next thing. Right. So you couldn't even deal with it because they didn't even deal with it. No. I definitely think it was just a bone to throw at the Barchi shippers, but, like, I don't know. It was awkward, and I hope that that does not go anywhere. Like, I wasn't expecting, like, a Ross and Rachel type of thing. No. Oh, God, no. No. But I would was expecting <laughs> at least some sort of explanation, not just, right. oh, we're going to kiss and not, just forget it ever right. happened within or, seconds instead of it going on. Right. Like, Arch, I thought we were about to die, and I just wanted to be close to you in that moment or something. Done. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Heat of the moment. Good deal. Okay. So, um, we're going to pause here. You guys shouldn't notice the lapse because um, it'll just come right back on, but we got to get back to work, so we'll record the rest tomorrow. Okay, we're back. So it's been a full day since uh, you heard us 10 seconds ago, but um, <laughs> we're, we're back. So um, in the full day since we, we recorded, I watched uh, this episode again because of course I did while I was doing laundry last night. And yeah, that's definitely the Cooper station wagon. <laughs> so as there, cause I was like, okay, I'm gonna look at this car some more. And, uh, yeah, it's it's totally the same car that we always see Betty well, in. Well, at least it's the same car, and it's not some random car that they just jacked and started making out in. I mean, right, right. Even worse. I don't know. It's funny. Um, okay, so we go back to the Pembroke where Veronica has been informed about all the goings-on with Lodge Industries. And, obviously, we don't know because it's TV. It wouldn't be interesting if we weren't, if we were in on the secret. Oh, it's just a fly on the line. I know. Um, I would be that fly that's constantly like, OMG. Right? <laughs> I'd be like, get this fly out of here because I'd be buzzing around. It's like, wait, I gotta get, I, I can't hear, I can't hear. Talk louder, talk louder. Wait, what? Tell me into my little fly ears. Right. I need to know. Okay, so she refuses to do anything illegal, but Hermione, housewife of the damned, teaches her about plausible deniability, which is something that only criminals talk about, so cool. Um... They agree to go through with paying for Fred's medical bills because he is their business partner on the Sodale contract. And also, Veronica is drinking scotch, you know, like a normal sophomore. <laughs> I, I noticed that, and I'm sitting here going, is that really scotch, or is it apple juice in a scotch jar, right, like, cup? Yeah, no, that's scotch. I mean, so, I drank plenty of time when I was a teenager. Not scotch! No, pull out a fuzzy navel! <laughs> Get some bottles and chains <laughs> She's not drinking no damn scotch. No. She's drinking that wine coolers. Age. Right. I'm still not old enough to drink no, scotch. No, I think maybe in 30 years I might attempt mm. to smell it. Right. No, I'm still cool with Malibu mm. for right now. Wine. All the wine. All the sweet stuff. Margaritas, I'm good with. Um, FP and Jughead have another throwdown. Shocker. Right. Um, 
Effie definitely schools Jughead in saying that Penny will be back in the entire un the entire audience says in unison, no shit. Like, of course she will. And now she's going to be pissed, mm -hmm. and since she'll be hanging out in Greendale, she'll know witchcraft. So. Yelp. <laughs> With, a, like, this massive, this is... nasty skin that's not there anymore. Right. And she's covered up, and she's going to be like, um, oh, God, what is his name from Batman? Two-Face? Oh, um, Harvey Dent. Yeah. Two-Face dude. Yeah. She's going to be pissed. Right. She's going to come back with a vengeance and put a curse on Jughead. I bad before. You just wait. Right. And I, I am stoked because I love me some Penny Peabody. She's going to go crazy. <laughs> She's the worst and the best. Um, so, FP um, is telling Jughead, you know, what a fool he is. Are you nuts? And But Jughead just keeps, like, spouting back serpent law to him. And even FP is like, oh my god, that's not real. Serpent <laughs> law is not life. It's not actual law, Jackhead. Oh god, what is it called? It's like, it's more of a guideline. <laughs> not a law, but a guideline, yeah. It's, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, come on now. It's not necessarily pirate law. It's more of a guideline. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I thought it was funny how even he was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You actually took that seriously. You've been a serpent for how long? Right, five minutes. Um, but Jughead is proud of being a serpent when he was literally bullied into joining. Mm -hmm. The only reason why he joined the serpents was because he got his ass beat at Southside High. Had he not, I mean, he could probably still be a conscientious objector had he not gotten beaten up, which I still don't think he was beaten up by Gully. I think he was beaten up by one of the serpents. Uh, my money's on Sweet Pea. Me too. Yeah. Sweet Pea or Fangs, who I like to refer to as Cucumber Melon. <laughs> Thank you, Royal Register, for that one. Because, yeah, he'll never actually have a name. He'll always be Cucumber Melon in my book. Um, so, anyway, blah, 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 blah. Betty and Archie have a romantic seat by the fire to look for murder clues and her grandpa's stuff. Because where else are you going? Well, is, is anybody home? Because these, okay, these kids are always home alone hence the shower sex right parents are never home but they have a raging fire going on are they just letting it's kind of like it's like whenever like Archie and Veronica were at Veronica's house at the Pembroke or wherever mm -hmm. it is in the middle of the living room on the floor in front of the fire right right in front of the front door <laughs> like, Smithers could walk in. I'm like, do, well, like I mean he's gone parents but... are never home like, no what do they do all day I don't know. And maybe, like, okay, Alice and Hal are there, like, writing an article about something. I don't know. But I just feel like it's really irresponsible to have a blazing-ass fire going on in your house without an adult home. I don't feel res responsible when we have a fire going on. I'm like, we're going to burn the house down if you leave me in charge of this. Yes. Um, yes. So, That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Well, they're going through... Um, her grandpa's photo album and we see the same picture that we saw Mr. Spenson look at, the one that Nana Blossom talked to. Um, they, they, you know, decide on where this tree is, the devil's hand, and they rush out the door and say that they'll call Sheriff Keller on the way. Um, but they get a lot done before Sheriff Keller shows up. Yeah, it's kind of one of those, it's like, okay, did you wait until you got there and then called in? Or, or did they call him and, like, I don't know, he was tied up banging the mayor or something and couldn't make it? Because they they make it all the way to wherever the hell Pickens Park is. 
they dig up a grave. I mean, it's not a full Which, six by the feet. way, takes time. Right. Digging anything takes time. Now, it's not a full six foot, you know, grave, but like that took some time. And then they, you know, time to open it up. They had the whole thing with the black hood. Archie got in. Betty started to bury him before they ever heard police sirens. Like, it's somebody should have like, been dispatched. Somebody should have. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, man, I know the police is slow, but oh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So, um, well, I also think it's super suspicious of Sheriff Keller. He's probably in on it. Yeah. Because he's thinking you know my theories about, How about Keller. How the Black Hood get into jail and shoot that one guy? Right. I don't. I don't believe that he. Um, like he had forced just entry. Leave that open. Well, no. I mean, they showed in in an episode of one or two back where um, there was forced entry, but the deputy that was on staff was asleep, and I call bullshit. And the logs that Sheriff Keller showed saying like where he was that night are his own handwritten logs. I could write my own handwritten log that says that I was in Greendale at 6 a.m. That doesn't mm-hmm. make it true. Yep. So, um. He's in on it. He has and, to be. And Keller just sounds like killer. Yes. <laughs> I want that to be a Sheriff thing. killer? Right. Um, so, they get there and the blackhead shows up and Betty buries Archie in the most OCD even way possible. Like, she makes sure that there's like an even layer of dirt when like, Bitch, just bury his feet. He can breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going to get out of this, wait until you cover his face. And poor Archie just laying there like, ah, ah, well, dirt falls on his face. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, okay, if you're forced to bury somebody, why in the hell would you willingly put dirt on their face? Right. You know where his face is, bitch. You saw him <laughs> lay down. Right. Also, obviously, Archie wasn't going to die right here. I mean, it's... have you ever seen TV before? No. He's, he's one main, of the main four. He he is, like, this is derived from the Archie comics. Like, he is the main character. He's not going to die. No. Um, okay, so, oh, then Betty bonks the Black Hood, like, like he's Fred Flintstone with a shovel. You can just see the words bonk. <laughs> <laughs> they, and instead of hitting him again while he's down, she reaches in to get Archie, which, again, he's still breathing. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Take a minute to make sure the the bad guy's really down before you try yeah, to... Yeah, but if she did that, then how would... There would be no chase. That's true. It wouldn't be good for TV, but... No. I was still like, he's not dead! No, no. I mean, it, it, no, if that's... it was real life and you got hit in the face with a shovel, you'd still be down. But because it's TV, he was able to get up and run away without his gun. So Archie gets out and they chase the Black Hood, and it was a really good chase scene. I thought like, I did too. I did like that. I part. thought it was I really was like, pretty. Oh my god! Oh my god! Get him! Get him! Get him! Yeah. Um, well, you can see. So when they get on the bridge, like just as the Black Hood um, climbs up on the rail, you can see Archie like skid a little bit, mm-hmm. like he almost slipped. And Lily Reinhardt tweeted that night that she slipped and fell flat on her face in that scene. Because, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it was so slippery. Probably, you know, a mix between, like, the fog machines uh-huh. and... The water and, and trying yeah. to make it, like, and look it's all just icy wood. and stuff. Yeah. And just, yeah. You know, <laughs> so, Dad, Frazier. She's, she's my girl, but I would still really like to see that. That's funny. Yeah. And Archie, like, he's like, don't you do it. I'm gonna shoot. You've, you know... 
you try to kill my father and I will shoot you this ends tonight and just oh his poor face he's so tortured because he wants to shoot him mm -hmm. and before he can Sheriff Keller does thank god right. because I feel like if Archie would have done that it would have been oh, it would have changed everything it would have it would have yeah. been bad it would have been very very bad um which it would have it would have mirrored the whole Jughead thing where yes. like it doesn't fit that character that we know and love um so I'm glad that didn't happen because I feel like that's something that Archie wouldn't be able to come back from. I'm not gonna lie, when I heard that gunshot before they showed Sheriff Killer, I was like, no. Yeah. Which, okay, so another thing. Sheriff Keller, like most cops, shoots for um, mass. What is that? He shoots him in the, in the torso. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be like um, mass something. I don't know. Police words. And um, so that it's not a kill shot. Right. But it immediately kills him. Like that that was a gunshot that went into his side and I feel sure if fifty cent could live through all those bullets, then Mr. Spenson could survive that one. Well that and not only that, if whenever he fell off the bridge, yeah. If the shot didn't kill him, that fall surely had to have. Well he just fell back like a couple feet. Was it just a couple feet? I thought yeah. it was like a big huge like I don't think so. I thought like ten foot drop. And maybe. I don't know. I didn't think it was that big. I th I thought it was like a ten foot drop and then he went and Done. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. Okay, I guess. I guess maybe if he he landed on his head, head or his it. back or his chest, that yeah. should do something. Because I mean, if you're gonna fall ten feet, well, and he's probably not a healthy man anyway, no. so he might have had a heart. And not only too. that, hitting water is like hitting the ground. Well, he didn't fall height. in the water. Oh my god! I need to go back and watch this episode. Again. He just fell back onto the bridge because they they took his mask off. That's right. Oh my god! I need. Oh, my head is not in this the right. I'm just so, so embarrassed for you that you haven't yes. watched this 34 I've times. I've watched like this like three times though, but you gotta understand whenever I was like going in and out, in and out, yeah. I wasn't able to actually pay attention to the whole thing. But yes, he did fall back. They did pull the mask off oh. and that was when the <gasps> thing. It's Mr. Spencer and it's then we Mr. all, Spencer. we all went, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't buy it. I was not excited about that review. No. Because it's a character that was just introduced two episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Um... He seemed very scared, especially when he was hanging onto the bridge. Like, the way he looked at Archie was like, I'm not your man. Don't shoot me. Uh -huh. um, so. <laughs> Sorry. It was like, what if it's not really the black, like, if it, like the original black hood? What if it was mm -hmm. like a ploy, like it was a decoy? Yeah. To where they were just trying to see it. So, they were like, because we knew he had him. Right. Right. So, what if it was, like, the guy saying, you're going to do this, this, and this, and they're going to think that you're me, and yeah. you're going to... that's exactly what I think happened. Because I still think the Black Hood has to have some sort of, like, relationship with Betty. I still yes. think it's Betty's yes. father. Not Hal. Yes. But... Ashley thinks Betty has a different dad than Hal, biologically, and it's the Black Hood. And it's a serpent. Okay. It's a serpent, because think about it, whenever Alice and FP, mm -hmm. they're serpents... So, and then they split. I bet you Alice did the dirty with somebody and got pregnant and it had Betty and she's a yeah. serpent. And this guy's like, I want you back or I want you to be my kid or well, something. Well, that could explain know. why Polly is so fucking boring. It's <laughs> Hal's daughter. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that makes a ton more sense. See, um, I like my theory. I like it too. Mm -hmm. I think the Kellers are way involved. Kevin too. He has to be. He knows way too much. Right. He knows too much about 
everything about Betty. He, um, I feel like he hasn't done a lot this season. The same way, like, Cheryl didn't do a lot. Like, they didn't know how to utilize her until she was torturing Josie with pig hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like he's got to be part of the bigger reveal so that when the season finale comes around, we can see everywhere he's been and be like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, well, that makes sense. So I, I think both of the Kellers are in on it somehow. They have to be. That's the only way it makes sense. Right. And I think, okay, we'll, we'll get to all that in theories. What if he's the black hood? Kevin? Yes. I mean, I'd cry forever, <laughs> but I love it. Because he could get into he could get into the jail. He knows everything about the about these kids. The only thing that tells me that maybe Kevin isn't it is the one Kevin central episode we had where he was in the gay woods and he almost got in the car with that yeah, guy. Yeah, that's true. It's not Kevin. Yeah. So either he had um, like a conscious moment where like, oh, I'm killing people. This person could kill me. But he was also the one who found Moose and Midge in their car. So he could have changed out of his weird Sheriff face. Keller has like a split personality and he's Betty's dad and a serpent and the black hood. That is nuts. <laughs> Think but about it. That is a fanfic I would read. That's like, <laughs> like split personality. <laughs> like what? It's like uh, Dr. Jekyll, Jekyll and Mr. Mr. Hyde. Hyde. Yeah. One of them's the cop and he's the good guy. And then he flips over and he's the black hood. And he was, he was a serpent and he was like, he's Betty's dad or whatever and then oh, he's like, like trying that. to make sure that that like doesn't it. yeah you know kind of like puts a, the door on that split personality and it just keeps bursting through and he just has little spurts and he doesn't remember any of it oh that's what sad. show is that off of that's off of something um where they don't remember what they did oh um well I, I don't really watch scary movies but there was that that movie split it might have been something like that I've never oh. seen that movie but yeah. would that not be Amazing. Yeah, that would be that would make all that would flip everybody's mind. Yeah, that would be everything that I have said. That's such shitty writing. That's such shitty writing. That'd be like, oh my god, that's amazing writing. Yes, I mean you're like, oh my gosh, these writers are freaking intense and amazing. Right, and this is awesome because nobody would see that coming. Right, nobody. No, like that would be the shock of the year. Right, <laughs> they would get like <laughs> nominations and awards for that kind of thing. Right. Um, so that probably won't happen. Um, it's an idea, writers. Keep it in mind. <laughs> right. We know you're listening. <laughs> um, so, okay, so they, they reveal who, um, who the janitor, or who the black hood is, and Betty and Archie hug as they pull away out of the scene, and then we're at Pops, instead of the, sh the sheriff station, which, like, I know they like to have their, their core four <laughs> at Pops, but Jesus Christ, people... We just concluded a major murder investigation. These kids were there. They were tortured by the murderer. They're not going to Pops for milkshakes. They're going to be at the at the cop shop all fucking night. Okay, so whatever. Um, Sheriff Keller is talking to Fred and Hal. Hal's jacket looks just like the Black Hood's jacket. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, let's see could be a clue it could just be the wardrobe department trolling us but um betty is so spencer hastings in this scene <laughs> like, 
she it's just exposition on exposition that's what this means this refers to this like mm-hmm. it, it made yeah, me miss scream. Well. yes yeah. it screamed Spencer. Spencer yeah um so she brings up the finger of accusation again and that's the one that was chopped off um Jughead says now that they know who done it but why and Betty says that she feels like he was getting penance for something and I don't agree with her logic it it doesn't wrap it up it doesn't make sense and I feel like it it doesn't I mean whatever the answer is it's never going to satiate that desire but I just don't think that it he, tells us anything. No, it's like if you falsely accuse somebody and he is dead, you're what you're going to turn around and kill a whole bunch of people well, to make up for that? Right. That makes no sense. That's not ki- like repentance for a right. bad thing. That's just doing more bad things. Right. I mean, mel- mental illness shows up in many different ways, but I don't agree. Mm-mm. And then Jughead says, okay, guys, can we stop? This reminds me of the last scene in Psycho, but again, I don't like scary movies, but I looked this up. The last scene in Psycho is Norman Bates, um, like, in his jail cell talking to his, like, his mom, but she's just a voice in his head, and, um, and the cops are pulling a a car out of the swamp. It's, like, one of his victims. They're pulling a car out of the swamp. So I don't know how them discussing what happened is like the last scene in Psycho unless Jughead is truly imagining this entire thing and is talking to himself. Which you know is my theory from like episode two of the entire show. Did you listen to that one? Yes, but it's been so long. No, did you listen to my podcast? Oh, yes. So like because he says, um, and I was there that night and I can tell you there were only three people in that booth. Um, a blonde-haired girl, a raven-haired girl, and the luckiest red-headed boy in the world. What the fuck does that mean? Does that mean that Jughead, like, wasn't in that booth with them? That he was sitting a few rows back and he's making up this whole story for his novel? Or... Possibly. Yeah. So, I... I don't get the last scene of Psycho reference. If somebody could explain it to me... I know there are two Psycho movies, and the one that I looked up was, was the old one. Um... So if somebody wants to tell Which would me, be the one that would Jughead would watch. Right. That's what that that was my conclusion. Like he's not gonna watch the Vince Vaughn one. He's gonna watch the old Hitchcock one. Yeah. Um so I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Um okay, so then we go Oh, and it, it's just really awkward between all four of them because None of them are together. Right, they're all broken up. Jughead mutilated a woman's arm, buried <laughs> Betty buried Archie. That's really hard to say. Um, she also kissed him. Veronica's her best friend. She's obviously still in love with Archie. It, it's totally messed up all the way around. But So we leave that there. It's now Christmas morning, and Kevin and Josie give a very beautiful duet of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, like, I, I don't want to buy the songs from this season song by song. Mm-hmm. I want to wait until the entire album's on iTunes so I can just buy that because I feel like you save like $10 that way. And, yeah. I'm super cheap. Um, but I can't wait to buy it. <laughs> I could to it wait to buy Mad World. Oh, I know. And like that within, I think within five minutes of me watching that episode, <laughs> it was on my phone and it was on repeat 
all afternoon. <laughs> That's funny. Um, they did a really good job. They I thought, did. like, I feel like it was a poor choice for a karaoke song. But... And for a striptease song. Right. Come on now, like, pour Super some sugar weird. on me or something if you're going to do it at a biker bar. I'm, I mean, do, like, Margaritaville or... Jesus. Don't Stop believing. <laughs> something. Um, anyway... Uh, Cheryl um, comes down the stairs at her house and walks in on Penelope and Vic banging on the couch. Uh, that was a massive, what? I loved it. I laughed <laughs> so hard. I was uh, like, isn't that the tree guy? Yep. <laughs> and the foreman. Now that I know that word, I'm going to use it all the time. <laughs> um, uh, Veronica finds a gift from Archie under the tree. And so, okay, so I have two questions about this. How do you get in the house? Well, no, the, uh, Hermione said that he dropped it off, so that's okay. fine. But with all the stuff that happened with the Black Hood, was that the day before, or there are several days in between? Because when in the hell would he have time to drop that off? And two... On the way to get married. I guess. <laughs> hey, Betty. Hold on a second. We got to drop this off right. first. So that's another thing that they got to do before <laughs> Keller ever showed up. <laughs> um... And was it poorly wrapped enough to actually be from Archie, or was it Hermione and Hiram's way of socially engineering her into getting back with Archie because they want him to protect her? Bam! This is good. Yeah. Is good. That's probably more than... Wait a minute. What was in the box? A locket. Okay. With her headshots. Is Archie sweet enough to do that, though? Yes. Okay. I feel like if it is from Archie, then I believe it, but... And the wrapping paper was obviously tacky. It's not the same, like, white and silver wrapping paper that the lodges had. Then he probably did it. Right. But part of me was like, okay, they made a big deal about how he couldn't wrap a flat square. And this wrapping job seems to be okay. Or Betty did it. Or Betty did it for... Oh! Because she doesn't want Archie to have feelings for her. She wants him to get back with Veronica because we all know Buckhead is endgame. Sorry, guys. I had, to, I had to be 15 for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, please don't hate me forever. <laughs> I just... I mean, and honestly, like, I don't give a shit who Betty ends up with. I am there for whoever Betty wants to be with because I love Betty. Like, Betty's a badass. Betty... Lily Reinhardt is freaking Yes. I want her to be in everything, but, but not everything because I don't want her to get burnt out and, like, go to a life of drugs. Um, Please don't do that, by the way. But also, I tweeted that night, I tweeted that Betty could want to be with Vegas the dog, and I'd be there, I'd be shipping it, because <laughs> I fucking love Betty. Um, but I also love Juggy. So, okay. Um, at, at FP's trailer, we see that the Jones boy, they can't have a tree, but they do have the leg lamp from A Christmas Story. That love was it. awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. That is their tree. Yeah. They don't need anything else. What they need? Just they're, a light lamp. They're two criminals in a biker gang. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Um, she gets him the um, the typewriter champions. And FP is every Bughead shipper when he suggests that Jughead thank Betty for it in person. But like most 16-year-old boys, he just says he'll probably text her. Which is true to somebody who's broken up with a girl. But I think we all want that reunion scene. Um, Jughead's gift for Betty is a signed first edition of Beloved, which she would probably already have. She went on a book tour with Toni Morrison, and Toni Morrison gave her advice. Don't you think she would already have a signed copy? If she doesn't, something's wrong. Right. I don't know. 
that I, it was very sweet and I loved it and I know it made like every girl swoon when they saw it because uh-huh. it was a callback to the pilot but also he calls her his beloved mm-hmm. you know for my beloved which did make me like you know melt a little bit hey, give me the chills um but <laughs> um yeah I put here he calls her his beloved and my old lady heart just exploded <laughs> <laughs> um the gift from Archie to Veronica is a locket with uh KJ Appa and Camila Mendez's headshots in it. <laughs> um, nobody has print pictures anymore how did you get that? Did he, like, maybe find some from, like, her Instagram and send them to Walgreens and get them printed and go pick them up and hey, cut them out? You can do that. You can do that. I do that. I do that. I do that. But we're, we're in our 30s. It's true. Six-year-old boys don't want to do that. Um, and, we, and his mom's... I'm still telling you, Betty was all over helping that. Yeah. There's no way Archie did all of that by himself. He may have had the idea, but I yeah. guarantee you Betty had a hand in making sure that happened. Oh, you know what's funny? So, um, my in-laws had their 30th anniversary this past year, and the gift that my father-in-law wanted to get my mother-in-law was um, was a locket. And guess who got to do that? You. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He came over twice one Saturday, just telling us what he thought would be a good gift. And then I was like, you want me to go to Fort Worth and find it? Well, I mean, if you're already going to be there, it was not. <laughs> but So I had to go to freaking Fort Worth and go all around the mall looking for a locket, only for every person in this mall. Like, the fact that malls even still exist. And the la- they were all like, yeah, lockets haven't really been a thing since the 80s. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I know. Um, so she got she a- just got an origami album. Well, I, I didn't have time to order it because it was, like, I had to have it in a week. Um, but also, he wanted it to be on a charm bracelet. So, we went to Brighton uh-huh. and got got her, like, the old lady charm bracelet. And she does have some origami owl stuff because I've got, I've, I've ordered stuff for that before. Um, but we just got her, like, two little picture frames to go on a charm bracelet to put the her granddaughter's pictures in it worked but that's kind of funny that like it took some female influence to make it happen so men have great ideas but zero follow through oh if only they had great ideas (laughs) all the time um sometimes right so um veronica comes over she hangs up her own mistletoe because she's way too confident and um so they have to kiss they have like one really awkward kiss and then she tells him that she does love him and then they like kiss really deeply and it's snowing and she's in a mini skirt Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but then you go to the bushes and it turns into pretty little liars and there's somebody taking a picture of them and i was like holy shit a's here (laughs) here we go now it's about to get good now this show that became my catharsis for grieving the show that I loved so much is That's just turned back it. into that show. Yeah. Yeah, I was okay. kind of like, okay, who the hell is taking pictures? It's Kevin. <gasps> Kevin's doing it. Could be. It's all oh, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> okay, so um, Betty, who is again alone in her house, <laughs> which I guess like... Hal and Alice would have to be at the register writing articles about Mr. Spencer on the Christmas Blackhead. Day. Yes, the news doesn't stop. The news doesn't take a break, and a major thing just happened in their little tiny town. So yeah, um, I can I can totally see that. But she um, she decides to burn everything in her evidence box instead of turning it over to the cops. Um, 
She also throws the hood that she had to wear earlier in the season into the fire, but then pulls it back out because deep down she knows that Svensson is not the black hood. Told you. Yeah. A it's Sheriff Keller's split personality. Well, a lot of people want to say that she pulled it out because now she's going to be like a black hood. And no. I mean, no. Mm -mm. They're, I'm all for Dark Betty, yes. but not Killer Betty. Right. There, There is Dark Betty, but there is not Seeking Vengeance for People Sinning Betty. That's not a thing. Mm -mm. Um, and then Jughead's narration says, Truth whispered to her and said, This isn't over. And then, Zzz, Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> but Lily Reinhardt just stares at the camera in the creepiest way. Oh my gosh, she nailed that. I was like, Yes. Oh my God. And I was like, If you're that close to a fire, your eyes would be drying out and you'd be tearing up so much. <laughs> but she's a little bit cray right there. Dark Betty showed up Dark to that Betty fire. Came, yeah, she came out. And came out to play. I want to. Oh, I want to play with Dark Betty so bad. Um, it sounded so bad. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, put a, put enough jingle jangle in me, baby. Uh, no, I just want to hang out with Dark Betty. <laughs> I just want to see how that mind works. Um, again, please come to me for therapy. <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's move on to to our segments. We've got 30 minutes before we have to go back into work. Um, the most Archie Moore moment, I really got nothing. Like, maybe whenever he's, like, looking at the Black Hood on the bridge. Maybe. Yeah. That's cause... probably going to be, like, the, the most true to character. True to the comics. True, true to the comics, yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know, the wardrobe, because, like, Archie's in his his letter jacket. Um, I did really like Betty's sweater in the last scene. Mm -hmm. That red with the snowflakes. I yes. want that. I want that. Um... Okay, so the best blossom burn, I have Nana. He should have drowned them at birth like a basket it's of kids. But it was both. It's in that exact same scene where Cheryl says, "You're a bad mom," and yeah. then whenever Nana Blossom says, "You should have drowned him in the river like a basket of kittens." Yeah, those two right there. You were thinking, "Oh man, that's the blossom burn for this episode," and then Nana Blossom just comes in, and you're like, "Cheryl said what?" Yeah. Yep. Right, it was. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was so funny. Her creepy one eye that has that cataract on oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so um, the good for my good for this week was uh, the whole Swiss Family Robinson thing. Just the reference to little Betty and little little Archie being friends. I like all the references that they had. Yeah, they I like it. Great. Um, so bad. I'm just gonna say we just met Svenson, so I feel like that was a bad payoff. Mm -hmm. I don't really. I don't think. I th I really think that was a decoy. Yeah, I think it was red herring. Um, but in in that second when they pulled that hood off, I hated the show. So I I'm gonna say that as somebody who like is legit too obsessed, I I was like this fucking show sucks. He had to have been. Decoy. It has to be a red herring. Um, funny. <laughs> I just put boy. <laughs> I love oh. FP. Oh my gosh. Like I just had the biggest crush on Skeetle Ridge. Oh my god! Yes. Like on the craft, I was like done. Yeah, you reminded me amazing. that he was in the craft, and like, yeah, I totally forgot about that. But he was dreamy in the craft. Oh my he's god. one of those because very few men get better with age. Mm -hmm. He's, he's one of them. Yes, yes. He he has aged like a fine wine. God, he's so pretty. <laughs> 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 
So for changes I put that I would have had sweet pea or a different serpent carve penny, not jug. Yeah, not jug. Mm-mm. I mean, obviously I like we would have had a different um because if he would have had sweet pea or somebody else do it, then that would have showed that jug is the leader of the younger serpent. Right. I mean, granted, I know he was trying to get his pound of flesh, but can't you do it a different way? Yeah. Or can you just not? Or yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I would have had somebody else do it because I feel like that that really tarnished the character. And this drug is supposed to be sweet and innocent and funny. And, and he's he's an intellectual. Yes. Right. I mean, he's he's, he's a, a freaking journalist for crying out loud. Right. He's a writer. What journalist is gonna go like carve for, some skin off of an arm. Yeah. Um. For theories, I just have Keller and Alice because I feel like it was way too shady for for Alice to be the same mom who a couple of months ago read Betty's diary and busted the whole Grundy thing. For her to also not look in that present and find a finger. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That didn't jive with me. Because no. um, she is up Betty's ass so All much. I feel like she would have known exactly what was in that box. Um, and then just Keller being too late, it just really fits in with the Keller is Keller is the killer. Keller is the black hood. Yep. He is the black hood. He has a split personality. He's Betty's dad, which is why Alice knew about the finger and didn't say anything. Whoa, whoa, hold on. What if Kevin's mom isn't in the military? What if she's dead? What if he killed her and that's their story is that she's in Bahrain? See? In the army. Yeah. See? Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Um, so, Sabrina news. Big news. They're hot. They're, um... They casted Karen yes. and Shipka as Sabrina. So, did you watch Mad Men? No. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen the Lifetime movie, Flowers in the Attic? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, it's her. So, I know her as Sally Draper from Mad Men because I was super obsessed with that show, too, when it was on. Um, but she... she I, it's, like, the perfect casting because not only does she look like... Really kind of look like current Sabrina with, like, super dark eyebrows that are, like, on point. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I totally just Googled her, and yeah, that she's totally perfect. Yes, um, and I know like a lot of the the youths out there, the the young kids, they want a Dove Cameron, but I don't know who that is. No, okay, a Dove Cam Disney over here. Sorry, Uh, Dove Cameron. I'm sorry, she's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful girl. But as far as Dove Cameron goes, there's no way in heck she could pull off an evil dark thing because she's just. No. Oh, yeah. She's way too She's sweet super looking. sweet. Yeah. Like, I mean, even if she tried to go dark, I don't see it. Yeah, no. Like, granted, you know, in The Descendants, she did play the evil whatever, but she, I just, I don't see her playing somebody like that. Okay. Yeah, I just, I maybe, I think she was in, like, Hairspray Live, but I don't remember who she was, so. Yeah, see, she does not look like she could no. do that. Well, and not necessarily that Sabrina's bad, well, but I don't think she could yes. face the bad things. No. Okay, so they haven't casted um, anyone else yet, but they did release the casting descriptions for what they're looking for for um, three other characters. So um, Harvey will be um, Sabrina's boyfriend, Obviously. and I mean, duh, um, he's gonna be his character is gonna be woke um, and part of Greendale's counterculture youths. And he has no idea that he comes from a long line of witch hunters. So, that's so he's cool. got to be, uh, he's probably going to be built. 
Oh yeah, I would think so. I would think he'd be built. He's probably gonna have dark hair. He's blonde. Well, they I'd be shocked. They put um they put all races, all ethnicities. Well, I still think he's gonna have dark hair, no matter what race he is. They're gonna dye his hair dark. Well, yeah, but I kind of, I hope I hope that they don't just choose like any other pretty white boy. No, I really don't need. And then Rosalind is um is gonna be Serena's best friend. She's she will be African American. Um, she is supposed to be very brash. Her parents are Black Panthers. And then a secret that nobody else knows about is she's going blind. And as she's going blind, more of her, um, even though she's immortal, a mortal, um, she's going to have like some supernatural powers come out as she becomes blind. Um, so that'll be interesting. That will be interesting. Uh, Mary, Mary Mardwell will be a smart, quirky mentor who teaches at Greendale High, and she'll be Sabrina's mentor, but she will also be taken over by Madam Satan, who is the devil's handmaiden. What if Zendaya did? Oh, was, oh yeah, that'd be good. That'd be a good one, because I think Zendaya could nail that. And I also only know who that is because of um, the great, the Greatest Showman commercial that comes on in the middle of this episode she of Riverdale that we're doing. She is fan-freaking-tastic. I love Zendaya. I've been following her since she did Shake It Up with uh, Boa Thorne, who, by the way, beautiful. That girl's got problems. Oh, yeah. Um, I refuse to watch Famous in Love <laughs> because it just looks god-awful. But, yeah, I, I would agree. She, she lost seems her day in mind. She, she's got something going on there. Okay, so that's that's really pretty much all the Sabrina news that we've had so far. Is just that they casted Kieran and Shipka, and my Twitter exploded from both the Mad Men side and the Riverdale side and just, like, other things that I follow. Um, so we'll move into Skeet's dadgram corner. Um, so I'm going to – I'll try to find this picture to show you, Ashley, and I hope it doesn't turn off the recording. You know oh, what? I'll just – Is it Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> is it his Instagram? No, it's Cole's Sprouse's. Um, so Cole is like – you know, he's a photographer, but he um, – so it's like this, like, very professionally shot picture, but it's of himself, and he's making a funny face where he's, like, pulling his eyes down like that. Oh, my God. Um, and I'll post it as this episode's um, cover so you guys can see what I'm talking about, but – um, but Skeet says, um, dot, 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 I have a feeling your photos might start losing focus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it, and I'm on his Instagram. Oh, it's way... Oh, maybe he took it off. I think he took it off, sweetie, because it's not on there. Oh, well, it's a good thing that I took a screenshot of my phone, <laughs> so I have it. Um, so yeah, I guess if you go to, uh... To Cole Sprouse's Instagram, it's not there because it was definitely after all the cow stuff. Um, but I've got it, so I'll I'll show Ashley um, as soon as we get done here, and then I'll I'll post it as the episode cover. Um, okay, so that really kind of wraps it up for today. Um, we covered our theories in depth. I feel like in the middle of the episode. Um, so if the fine people of the interwebs wanted to to find you on twitter okay uh let me see where's my i can't, I can't remember my twitter thing. <laughs> okay well while you're while you're looking that okay, up okay um, so it is ash john so a-s-h-j-o-h-n-1-3 is mine okay so that's you on twitter that is me on twitter okay um you can find me on twitter and instagram at uh, sheree04 that's ch E-R-I-E-E-04. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. It helps other old people find us. Um, I hope to see you around the bend. Did Make you it. just call us old? <laughs> <laughs>
maybe that's the whole point of this show is that we're not the 20 year old generation z that watches the show i still don't use a cane to walk well no we're not elderly (laughs) (laughs) we're not nearing retirement we should just probably be thinking about our retirement i already got that planned i'm not old is well you're younger than me um i yeah yes you are (laughs) i'm 31 and a half oh really me too no you're i thought you just turned 31 Okay, maybe not in a half. Okay, well, <laughs> I win. <laughs> I was born in June, so I win. Um, but anyway, the whole point is that I don't understand a lot of the terminology that the kids use in, in their podcast when they review the show, where they talk about, like, um, Jughead is their child. Like, I don't know what that refers to. Or when they say that, like, this scene is, is my child, is my baby. Oh, and especially when they call Lily Reinhardt daddy. I don't know what that means because I'm just so out of the loop. Honey, Lily Reinhardt cannot be daddy because she's a girl. Well, it's just it's just a term, like, because they love her so much. It, it's like a... I think it's the stupid Kardashians whenever they did that daddy thing. Oh. It's got to be one of those things. It's, they're trying to, like, make it sexual or something. I don't know. I don't know. And, look, I love Lily Reinhardt like more than life itself but I, I would never interact with her on Twitter and especially not call her daddy I'd want to like pick her brain about like acting things she and not only that if you said that on Twitter she'd be like I am not responding a blog well, oh look at look at her Twitter it's all just 15 year olds calling her daddy that's all it is her Twitter like it, it's literally and um, Casey Cott who plays Kevin uh, posted something where his like his mom asked him what, what daddy meant and every single response because I was hoping somebody would like say <laughs> so that I could know so that my Lily's mom could know mm-hmm. and um, and everybody just said did you just show her a picture of Lily Reinhardt did you just show her Lily did you just show her Lily and I was like, that's, that's not explaining. That's not answering the question. Come on now. And Casey Cott, if you did explain to your mom, could you explain to me too, please? Right. Um, so anyway, it took me forever to understand what they were saying when they said that they were going to spill the tea. I'm like, why would you spill tea and not drink it? That is how old I am. Oh, I don't, I, finally, I don't know what that means. Like, you're going to give the dirt. You're going to oh. like, like expose the truth or something like when they said oh I'm gonna spill the tea and I'm like don't be spilling no tea just drink it right that's a waste of tea (laughs) it's like man I think I just showed my age on that one (laughs) so yeah that's that's what I mean when I say that we're old it's just that we're not we're not 20 like I don't know what the these phrases mean and I feel like there's make no sense right there's a lot of women and men out there who who watch this show that are part of the um generation y older millennial generation like us who watch the show want to talk about it they want to hear other people laugh and talk about it but they they want to understand what the words that are coming out your mouth right (laughs) in terminology that that makes sense um so anyway that's um that that's it for today unfortunately we do have to get back to work um i should have this posted thursday morning probably um anyway again hope to see you around the bend make good choices bye guys